Welcome to Coffee Break with Sharp Best Health. Every week, we sip on a strong new blend of practical tips, information, and education to help you optimize your health, body, and mind. Your hosts are Janice, Emily, Megan, and Olga. Your break starts now. Hello, and welcome to another episode of the Coffee Break with Sharp Best Health podcast. This is Olga Hayes, and I have our amazing Sharp Best Health team in the virtual studio with me today. Team, please say hi. Hello, everyone. Hello, hello, hello. So we have Megan Sperling here, Janice Chinkuanko, and Emily Myhouse. So we want to talk today on this podcast, we want to talk about headaches And I know it's a large topic, but our goal is kind of to highlight some of the most common types of headaches and some of the ways we can ease these headaches because we all, you know, suffer from them from time to time. So as we all know, headaches are a pretty common condition that most people will experience many times during their lives. And Headaches, I don't know if you guys knew it, but headaches are one of the most common reasons for absenteeism at work and at school. Headaches can also take toll on our social and family life. So it can be exhausting and it can lead to depression and anxiety. So it's kind of important to understand headaches, what triggers certain headaches types and how we can manage them better. So I think we can start by looking at uh, some of the various types of headaches, because I don't know if you knew, but there is a ton of different types. (laughs) No clue. (laughs) Me neither. (laughs) So let's dive in. Okay. Thanks, Olga. Yeah, it's interesting. I think we use headache as a catch-all term, but there's, like many things, a lot of different types um, or subsets of headaches. Um, So there's, you know, our chronic daily headaches. um, And in order for it to be considered chronic, it has to occur 15 days or more a a month. Um, That's one subtype of headache. The tension headaches um, and migraines are also a subtype. Um, And then both the tensions can be chronic, uh, but they aren't always. So Mm -hmm. other types of chronic daily headaches. So there's a headache that is one-sided and it can feel a little bit like a migraine. It's called a hemicranio. There's the primary stabbing headache. um, And this this does not sound fun, um, but it can last for a few seconds and it can occur several times throughout the day. Um, There are headaches that can be caused by exercise. Yes. And then there are there are headaches that are sharp and one sided and they can cause sort of that tearing in your eyes or Mm -hmm. a congested nose. Um, And then if you are taking medications frequently, those can cause headaches as well. Um, And these occur when they happen for at least three months um, and for about 15 days out of the month. So this is sort of a medication overuse headache, the side effect of that. Mm. Interesting. Wow. Thanks, Emily. I I honestly, like, I'll get a sinus headache once in a while. Like, I didn't know that it's broken down into, like, stabbing pain or um, a one-sided headache or caused by exercise. That's the first I've heard of that. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, other um, headaches can include cluster headaches. Uh, cluster headaches are the most severe 
type of a primary headache and cluster headaches can come in um, a group, which is why they're called this group or cluster, which is why it's called a cluster headache. And they usually occur in the spring or fall season. Um, they occur one to eight times per day during a cluster period, which may last two weeks to three months. And these headaches may appear completely um, for or, or go into a remission for months or years only to recur later. Um, the pain of a cluster headache is, here's one thing, intense with a burning or stabbing sensation located behind one of your eyes or in the eye region without changing sides and throbbing or it's constant. Another type of headache is a tension type headache. Um, and this is the most common variety of headaches. And here are some pointers as to what you may feel if you feel a tension type headache and that um, it might be felt as a tight band of pain around your head or a dull headache or pressure. It might cause mild to moderate pain on both sides of the head. It um, varies widely in the frequency and it can be occasional. It may occur more than 15 days a month, which means it's chronic and lasts from 30 minutes up to a week in time. Are there any other types of headaches out there that we're missing? I, I, I have to admit, ladies, I'm a little offended we haven't gotten to my personal nemesis <laughs> in the headache family. Which is, what is Which that? Is, it's migraines. Oh, oh wow, yeah, the yeah. biggest one. Save yeah. the best for last. All oh, right. Gosh. If by best you mean worse, then yes. Let's let's, let's talk <laughs> about these these punks, shall we? Um, <laughs> Let's talk about uh, um, my least favorite headaches, and you might get a sense that maybe Megan has a personal relationship to these, to these migraines, and I do. I'll tell you about that in a minute. But yeah, so migraines are, we all hear about migraines, I think, pretty mm -hmm. commonly. Um, they are another type of, of fairly, they're a fairly common type of headache. They uh, affect uh, um, women three times more than men, which I think is really interesting. Yeah. Um, you could deep Why? dive into that one. Yeah. Well, migraines. <laughs> well, we. I would say let's dedicate a whole other podcast to that specific question. I think you could know, address that. You could yeah. dedicate a whole hour to that, and there is research on this, I think. But um, migraines are really not fully understood. Um, researchers tend to think that migraines result when an unstable um, collection of nerve cells overreact to various factors or triggers, and the nerve cells will then send out impulses to blood vessels and cause chemical changes in the brain. And the end result is um, pretty disabling pain. Migraines cause pain that is typically considered severe to moderate. It can be pulsating. You can get nauseous, um, vomit. You can have increased sensitivity, wow. light and sound. Um, it can affect uh, both sides of uh, the head or just one worsen with certain activities, like if you're climbing up steps, for example, and can last from just a couple of hours to maybe three days or so if you are um, uh, especially unlucky and if you are also without treatment. Um, so, yeah, I, I suffered. Does anyone else, team, do you guys suffer from migraines? Ever? No, no, I don't it's, think so, but it sounds me. very debilitating. And I I know, Megan, then a couple of occasions where you had an episode of a migraine. It was oh. bad to the point that you had to take, you know, some time off or like oh, yeah. a few hours off and just lay down. 
Oh, yeah. Well, you know, the the hard thing about migraines and I, I think um, uh, Olga, you've experienced this with me more than Emily and Janice has. And, but migraines really just they're not something you can work around. And unfortunately, you kind of for me, my experience has been I can't see. Um, I can't focus. Parts of my body start to go numb. Um, I've got the dull pain, but really it's the inability to handle light and noise and um, the inability to be able to form thoughts well, to see well. Um, Those are the things that, in my opinion, are worse than the pain because you just sort of don't have any recourse and um we can i know we have lots more to talk about so we won't belabor (laughs) um i won't belabor the point but um yes um there was even once a time when um sharp um leslie thompson our our uhd director was concerned i might be having a stroke because i went to her and presented this was when i got diagnosed with migraines i I presented symptoms saying i can't see part of my body is numb i'm having trouble forming words i'm have a terrible headache and you know leslie as a as a clinician as a nurse practitioner said okay well we need to take some important steps here and of course i ended up just getting diagnosed with having occasional migraines but that is the the intensity with which um, uh, these these migraines can happen. So they're a bummer, is to use a really um, a technical expression. But I, I'm I'm curious um, since you know I, I've kind of given my little my little story um, and my personal relationship to this. I'm wondering about all of you, Janice. Um, uh, you mentioned something about a certain type of headache, and um, do other people have certain types of headaches they experience the most? Yeah. Well, I think I, whenever I do have a headache, it's one of those tension type headaches, the mm-hmm. the, the most common type. But I also experience um, sinus headaches, and that's around this time of the year, like around spring. Mm-hmm. And I'm sure you guys have heard about sinus headaches mm-hmm. too. Um, they're a result of a sinus infection, which causes congestion and inflammation in sinuses, which is open passageways behind our cheeks and forehead. So it's interesting, Megan, but a lot of times people who have a sinus headache, even some healthcare providers can confuse the symptoms of a sinus headache with a migraine. I've heard that before. Yeah. Yes. Um, Yes. So the symptoms include uh, deep, constant pain in your cheekbones and forehead, facial swelling, feeling of fullness in ears, even fever, bad taste in mouth, Mm -hmm. and the pain can get worse with sudden movement of of the head or straining, um, and mucus discharge or snotting. So that's the best best symptom. Yeah. (laughs) I mean, this all sounds awful, but this, those are the most common symptoms of the sinus headache and they're not fun at all (laughs) and I've noticed that I usually have them around this like springtime and I don't know if that has anything to do with the weather or allergies or who knows 
Yeah. yeah. Well, I can relate to that. Earlier, I had mentioned sinus headaches. I call it my barometer headache because when I feel oh. like the, our atmospheric pressure, it's just oh. a term I came up with my, yeah. in my own mind. Um, when the sinus pressure is, oh, sorry, the, the atmospheric pressure is changing or weather is changing, like you mentioned, mm-hmm. from winter to a warmer spring, I feel like that's when I'm having these headaches that you were mentioning. And luckily for me, I can just take over the counter medication. So, grateful for that, that it's not needed a prescription until it gets into a, a worse sinus right. infection. But um, luckily, over-the-counter meds do help me, and I'm grateful for that. Yes. What about you, my house? Thankfully, I don't get headaches too often. I found a couple of things that I have realized triggered them, and you're going to hear them and say, well, yeah, that makes complete sense. One is when I forget to wear my glasses when I'm working. <laughs> I think yeah. as I'm getting older, I've noticed that before I could get away with it, but if I am sitting working at my computer and I don't have my glasses on, I pretty consistently have a headache by the end of the day. Mm-hmm. And then I've also noticed when I'm stressed, I tend to clench my jaw, and that mm usually leads into kind of that tension headache that wraps around kind of the back of my neck. Um, And so, yeah, thankfully, if I take some ibuprofen or do some gentle stretching, it does tend to go away. definitely doesn't go into kind of the migraine status that you've experienced, Megan. But, Mm -hmm. man, I feel like has anyone ever escaped (laughs) headaches? (laughs) If you have, let us know your secret. What is your billion-dollar people? But that is, well, I mean, that is kind of the question is how do you um, navigate Mm -hmm. uh, the experience of headaches? How do you, what what is the treatment for them? Because I feel like I grew up thinking that there was no management. There was no real treatment for headaches. You could maybe take an Advil and that could be your recourse if you are already having one. But Mm -hmm. I mean, does... Emily, you said something about kind of having some uh, some thoughts around this or or, or or was related to how you've managed them, how you've managed things for yourself. But um, uh, how would how, what do you guys say to that? Yeah, there's some interesting when we talk about management and treatment uh, before we jump into the treatment side. I think it's important to look at what the triggers can be because they are so different for different people, but there are there is a common thread. Um, and if you're noticing that you're having headaches a lot, you might find it helpful to really start tracking, mm-hmm. um, you know, when you got your headache, um, you know, what did you eat that day? What did you do that day? Just to sort of maybe paint the picture of what else could be happening. But if you're looking at some of the common triggers for headaches, things like alcohol, changes in your eating or sleeping patterns, depression, emotional stress related to friends, family, work, school. We talked a little bit earlier about excessive medication use. That can be a side effect. Eye, neck, or back strain caused by poor posture. I think Mm-hmm. I definitely have this in a lot. Lighting, mm-hmm. noise, and then um, Janice mentioned earlier the weather changes. So um, definitely not a catch-all list, but some of the top triggers for headaches. Mm-hmm. Nice. Yeah, I know for me, I think lack of sleep is usually mm-hmm. a trigger. Yeah, that's pretty much a guarantee to have a headache if I didn't get my seven hours and the weather for sure. And I think stress. Yes. Yeah. 
And I, I appreciate what you say about, you know, these triggers can be different um, depending on the person. You know, what gives you a headache uh, may not be a problem for others. And um, determining these triggers can help you avoid minimizing them. Um, sense, um, you know, you mentioned, I think, light, Emily, but, you know, senses mm-hmm. are some, is definitely another factor. So avoiding those perfumes and, and you know, thinking about um uh you know what scented products you have in your house might be a big one you mentioned poor posture um yeah these are all these are all elements and i i don't know what triggers exist for me and um you know olga you mentioned yours mm-hmm. um so, so i don't know I, I i still have to i'm kind of finding correlations between um working at the office i i and you know you you guys know i work hybrid sometimes and so they have reduced, and I think it might be related to uh, lighting, the way the lighting is at, at Spectrum. Interesting, um, yeah. You know, it, it's just a theory. Um, it, there there might be other, other, other um, but I've had much fewer, or many fewer um, migraines um, since I started a, a more hybrid model of working, so I just sort of wonder if that's it. Yeah, Janice, did you, in terms of triggers, um, you know, you, you mentioned the, the what was it, the atmospheric barometer? Just, yeah, I call it my barometer headache. Just the pressure changes when, when our weather changes, when it's rainy or whether yeah. it's going to be a sunny day. And if it's um, something that happens like within like a day, just like a, a sudden change, that can definitely trigger it. And of course, being a lady, monthly issues that do occur during mm-hmm. the month can also trigger from hormones um, yeah. a headache yeah. as well for myself. Sure. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Absolutely. That's a good point, too. Yeah. I'd also like to add for um, headache remedies, there are actually quite a few, and you can treat the occasional mild headache at home with over-the-counter pain relievers, and self-care treatments um, for headaches also would include applying a heat or cold pack to your head, doing stretching exercises, I believe Emily mentioned doing stretches, massaging your head, neck, or back, uh, resting in a dark and quiet room, or even getting going outside and getting just fresh air. Um, One of my go-to headache treatments is actually um, using something called self-mind clearing, which is a um, healing touch technique, and it takes about 10 to 11 minutes to do, and we will be sure to link this in our show notes. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Me neither. (laughs) I'm I'm intrigued. Yeah. I can't wait to listen to this podcast and see the show notes (laughs) to know what it is. Does well, anybody else? Yeah, have? next time I have a headache, I'm coming to your desk. Yeah, yeah sounds good. Cleared. I'll post it on my wall. Yes. <laughs> cool. Yeah. Well, I have a treatment I can offer, and um, it's not mine. Lisa Allen once came over to Emily's desk, and I happened to be over there, and we were talking about headaches. And and I'll try to create find something that I can put in the show notes myself for this. But there is a a um, point between if you look at your your thumb and then the um, what do you call the finger next to your thumb, ladies? Your pointer I, finger. Your pointer. Thank you so much, everyone. Um, we're learning together. Yeah. So your pointer finger. I wanted to say pointer, but I thought I was going to get it wrong. Is it a pointer so at, or pointing? Pointer. 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 I think. Okay. I don't know. We'll do a podcast on what each finger. <laughs> no. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. Um, but but right in this space, um, there is a pressure point. 
And if you if you apply pressure to the space between your pointer finger and your thumb, um, there is a correlation between that and tension reduction. Now, this works for tension headaches. Now, I mentioned I tend to have migraines, um, and so this doesn't help me nearly as much. Um, but when I ha do have tension headaches, finding this this little pressure point uh, is very helpful. So thank you, Lisa Allen. And um, yeah. thank you, Emily, because I think you were the one that kicked off that conversation several years ago. <laughs> I'm also a really big fan of over-the-counter. Just the minute I start to feel like my eyesight is going and things are starting to look a little fuzzy, um, me personally, I don't have any prescription medication for migraines. I, I probably could and should. Um, mm -hmm. But the the good the good old fashioned OTC stuff. If I get it in my system early enough, it seems to be helpful. So I don't know what others. Um, um, if anyone else has any any strategies they have, I don't think any are are going to be as inventive as um, or interesting as as Janice's. But um, yeah. I'm not sure. I also have another favorite. Let's let's hear okay. it. Um, just making sure you're hydrated, drinking water, yeah. making sure you're you're fulfilling your your daily hydration needs with water, especially. And that could just be one that triggers. If you're noticing that you have chapped lips, it's too like it's it's already late. You're dehydrated. Huh. Yeah. Um, and so that's just a marker right there. Is that have I had enough water? And sometimes just drinking that water and rehydrating your cells sometimes can be the Makes answer. A difference. That's yeah. a huge one. Yeah. yeah. Um, I admire Megan because she uh, she says she goes and um, she relies on over the counter medita medication as soon as she, her vision starts to go and I'm mm -hmm. like wow she waits a long time. <laughs> I no, take my first sign. I take Advil as soon as I feel a slight pain in my high five in Olga. My head. I'm yeah, I, yeah. <laughs> I have the lowest tolerance for pain. I cannot. I just this is my go-to. Well, I'm not going to wait till my vision is gone. <laughs> well, to clarify, you know, kind of to Emily's point that everyone's experience is a little mm -hmm. bit different. Mm -hmm. My vision starting to get very blurry and it being more and more difficult for me to be on a computer or read anything or just be able to see. Um, that's, that is my, my, brain telling me something really bad is about to happen and uh, you need to go and take care of this before the pain starts so for me it's it's just a, uh, a strange order that is my uh, first clue no i am in no way tough and strong and i there and there's no there's no nothing noble about suffering through a headache so the minute i know that one's coming um yeah. you know i i'm gonna take every step i can to get get the the hours back that i lose Right. Um, through a headache so yeah. uh, just just to add some clarification okay yeah. okay well that makes sense yeah I thought you get the pain Heck no. and then you lose your vision and then you no, take no, the meds no, 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 like, no. wow this is, <laughs> yeah it's trooper, good to know the really. triggers or not triggers no, I'm sorry but the onset the onset yes. signs as and it occurring. looks different for everybody so yeah absolutely I also found that massaging my temple temples yeah really helps yeah or my one. eyebrows for whatever reasons. I don't know. You why. know what you could do to kind of enhance that experience, Olga, is take some unscented lotion and drop mm -hmm. a couple drops of peppermint essential oil in mm -hmm. and then use it when you're massaging your temples or I forget what exactly that part of your neck is, but it's kind of right between your like your your neck and your hairline. Like when you press it, it is feels it really good when you have a tension mm -hmm. headache. I don't know. I'm I'm 
I'm pushing it on my neck right now and I realize nobody can see me, <laughs> but I think everybody knows what I'm talking about. Like when you have a tension headache, you can feel the yeah. pressure yeah. back there. Yeah. But so doing that with the peppermint okay. oil I found has been super helpful. Um, I used to buy like this nice stuff that you use, but then I just realized you could just make it yourself super easily. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, peppermint oil for those who are interested in aromatherapy. Yep. It, it invigorates. You can kind of feel it even like a, a sore muscle. It's another topic, but it's like another a sore muscle, um, maybe delayed onset muscle soreness, just rubbing in that peppermint oil also invigorates. So that's a really good tip, Em. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Great stuff. Yeah, everyone. Mm-hmm. I learned a lot. Well, I think we covered a lot today. I know it was kind of um a, a very broad subject, but I think we were able to, you know, highlight quite a few important things. So thanks so much, everyone, for your participation, for your intel and <laughs> insights. Can I do a little public service announcement, Olga, before we totally wrap up? Of course, up? yeah. So I want to advocate for those who have headaches. Headaches is one of those uh, ailments that is kind of minimized. If someone tells you, oh, I've got a headache, everyone's like, eh, all right, well, can you still do X, Y, Z? Will you still yep. do A, B, C? Mm-hmm. And I, that in the common cold, people tend to dismiss these two things. And I want to say these things can be, as we've discussed, really debilitating. Well, I know we haven't discussed common colds here, but that too. But for headaches specifically for this conversation, um, I just want to, uh, uh, I guess as a headache sufferer, um, want to advocate for when someone tells you that they have a headache, um, you know, uh, offer real, real sympathy and, and real grace for them because um, headaches have become a little jokey in our society. They're they're used as punchlines sometimes in certain settings, um, but they really can uh, affect people. And so, yeah, yeah. Um, it is worth just sort of acknowledging that this is a real thing. And and just because they're common doesn't mean that it doesn't really impact your ability to. Um, uh, do your work and, and live your life and be who you want to be and and, and um, engage in your normal activities. So, um, just want to you know shout out to the to the headache community here. <laughs> Thanks, Megan. I also just want to add one more thing um, as we wrap this up um, that we are not experts in the headache field, and that if it's some if you notice yourself having maybe an onset of headaches, that's something that you've never experienced before. Um, please see your PCP please reach yeah. out to see your primary care physician. And I want to make sure we state that, that it's not something that you need to count a whole 15 days. The PCP may ask you to do that, but make sure if it's something that's just not, it's not been in your your, your normal day-to-day and it's something that's yeah. changed in your life. If any ch- any changes that you note, please immediately um, contact your PCP just to make sure it's not anything more serious. Absolutely. Yeah. I think, yeah, it's it's great point, Janice, that it could be a, a sign of something, diff- something underlying condition of some sort if it's ongoing and um, new to you. So, yeah, both Janice and Emily uh, and Megan, thank you for your public announcements. Really <laughs> cool, really cool stuff. Um, well, thanks, everyone, so much for tuning in today. We hope you enjoyed this episode. You found it helpful and valuable and learned something new. If you have a few minutes, please complete our podcast quiz for this episode for a chance to win an Amazon e-gift card as a thank you for listening. Uh, Thanks again and enjoy your week. Thanks, everyone. Thank you, everyone. Bye. Bye.
download this episode and find more great information on health and wellness by visiting Sharp Best Health on SharpNet.com.